Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Rudy. Today is uh, April 22nd, 2021. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready and PC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people, if you want to ask any questions, raise your hand, not hand, but in the Zoom session hand, please, and you'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Shravan? Shravan. Shravan? Hello? Hey, hi, Rahul. Shravan here. Yes, Shravan. Hey, Rahul. I have one question. Uh, I have a valid visa till August 31st and my I-94 is expiring on August 31st. So my dependents mm-hmm. have valid visa till August 31st, but uh, I-94 is expiring May 4th because of passport expiring. So mm-hmm. uh, my organization is to try to uh, file the extension, but still in mm-hmm. the document stage only. Uh, mm-hmm. If the petition is not filed by before May 4th, uh, what mm-hmm will happen um your wife will be considered to be out of status your child you have a child too or just wife only no no actually the issue with only my kids wife is valid i94 you can file it online extension though it takes only 10 minutes 15 minutes for you to file it just in case if they don't file it by time oh i can file myself for the dependents your wife can file for herself for the kid yeah yes you can Okay. Uh, but if my organization, if not filed by May 4th, I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, you go, if they don't file it, you go online, okay. USCIS, I-539, file it online. Otherwise, you contact us. We'll help you out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll help you out to file it. And we take, if needed though, we can guide you and make you file in one hour. Okay. But since you are calling before, I don't want to miss the deadline. You got it? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Next caller, please. Shiny. Hey, uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Shiny. Um, so my question is, uh, my sister is in Canada. She's on work permit. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the question is regarding the marriage. She has a visitor visa to USA. And the mm-hmm. groom is on H-1B visa in U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, due to some mm-hmm. issues, they were not able to travel to India at this time. So mm-hmm. um, can she enter USA on visitor visa? And, uh, you know, uh, can she marry here um, with the guy on H-1B visa? There are two different things, though. Okay. The okay. first thing is that can she enter on a visiting visa? The answer is Yes, she can enter on visiting visa. Once the okay. person comes into United States, can they change their mind and get married to a H-1B and convert into H-4? 
Yes, they can. But there is a little bit technicality that you need to be very careful about. Can a person come into United States on a visiting visa with the purpose of, with the purpose of marrying and changing to H4? The answer is no. Okay. But if they are coming to visit and they change their mind afterwards, it's allowed. Does like 90 days rule apply in this case? Um, yes, the 90 day rule is applicable in this, in this one. And okay. then if they find out that she is already engaged and then she is going to convert into H4, they mm-hmm. may deport her at the port of entry. How do oh, they know? Okay. How do they know? I want you to watch something called Snowden movie or his statement in the YouTube. He will tell you how the government knows. Oh, okay. So basically, like, the, uh, even if it is citizen or H-1B visa, that doesn't matter if it is non-immigrant or immigrant. So still the 90 days rule and all will apply. Like, That's right. Yeah. It is, it's okay. applicable. Oh, but okay. but okay. once she comes here, she changes her mind though. Okay. And she applies for the H-4. She doesn't have to get the H-4 approval for her to continue staying in this country. She just oh, needs to file it. To- Oh, okay. Does she need to go out of the, I mean, no. out of US? No. Okay. If she okay. changes her mind once she comes into the United States, she doesn't have to. Let's go to the next caller, please. Okay. Thank you. Madhu? Hey, Rahul. Hey, Madhu. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for your time and uh, giving a tips to how to be proactive, uh, how sure. to be proactive in uh, preparing uh, to get the green card. So in this mm-hmm. uh, process, I have a question. Like, uh, uh, as I downgraded my uh, application in the month mm-hmm. of October and I completed my uh, fingerprints. Uh, so assume my priority date is March uh, uh, 2012, mm-hmm. uh, EB3. So assuming like as the dates are moving fast, uh, in a couple of months, if it becomes final action current, can I submit... Uh, my medical, uh, uh, like with the interim, uh, the approach, what you are saying. So if yeah, I, you if can, I, you if can if do it I, right now. You can that, do it when it become current. Okay, if I do that, like, what is the process? Is there any covering letter we need to write? Uh, no, is no. there any? Just, 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 um, just file it. Interfiling. That's the word is interfiling. Send it okay. to the same address where your forage for receipt notice address is. Okay. And yes. all you need to do is that put an A number, which is there on the 485 receipt number, put a 485 receipt notice as a copy. Okay. And please find enclosed medicals for interfiling for the 485 application. That's it. Nothing else. Oh, okay. And what about my dependents? All together we same. can send in one packet? Yes. Yes. You can send all together at the same time. Okay. Cool. Thank you. And I have one more question regarding my aging out kid. Uh, she's going to be aged out in... Uh, Next June, next January, that means the 2022 January. Uh, assuming like if my final action becomes current in next couple of months, and if I don't get a green card by that time, uh, so how can, how can we? You don't have to, you don't have to get the green card though. Okay. You have to have the I, you have to have the final action dates current. You have to have your I-140 approved. Both needs to happen. Okay. Assume if both yeah. happens, 
what is what is the then then, then, then you don't then you don't have to get the green card by january 2022 the pra- final action date and the i140 should be approved at the when 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 they are current that's it the green card might okay. come after 10 years it doesn't matter the child is locked okay but in that case like because as we followed your instructions and we filed f1 visa and everything we are waiting for that but uh, mm-hmm. how can we inform the college hey we got uh, this uh, i140 approved and final action is current and we filed 485 and is there a, how can we tell them uh, we can stay right now legally take the ead card and show it to them that's it okay that's it okay, okay. next caller please thank you pratyusha yeah uh, uh thank you rahul uh, so my question is so my h1b transfer to employer a got denied yesterday uh, my h4 biometric appointment is scheduled on 12th of may uh, question is if another employer files for an h1b transfer uh, will i be able to start work on approval or will i need a stamping uh, another first, information first, is does your current are you working with this company that you filed for the transfer uh no it got denied yesterday so i that's not I the question i asked on this week. so you started working for this second company this week uh, no on receipt so i started working as soon as the receipt was received your previous company's h1b when did the i94 with that h1b expired it is still valid it is valid till october 2021 okay so now you're contemplating to have one other company file a h1b for you correct we have used the arguments saying the 60 day rule is applicable to you in this case where when you when you are uh, when you are not in status for a period of time since your i94 is still valid we have argued several times successful you can try that argument and file it but do it in premium processing and make sure you file the h4 again don't let the previous h4 rule it remember your wife filed a h4 the biometrics are set up don't don't rely on that okay 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 then. thank you Thanks. next person please neha hi rahul thanks for the opportunity um i wanted to ask my husband we are currently in india my husband got his h1 stamp and i am on h4 Mm-hmm. and we are supposed to travel next month 10th may around so his lca has office address as new jersey and home address as atlanta so we plan to stay in atlanta but uh, can we travel directly to atlanta or should we go get the when you say in- when you say that um when you say the lca address and the home address mm-hmm. let me is this the first time you guys are coming into united states no we have been there and he has already his green card i mean filed move so 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 on the lca there are two addresses or only one address two addresses one is the office address and one is the home address home office absolutely. i mean absolutely he can come to atlanta he can sit down in atlanta and work because his lca says that his home address is there he doesn't have to go to new jersey perfectly fine But- Okay so other question is uh, the travel ban it is it is impending so it can happen any time right now so both our kids are us citizens so if do you think that if travel ban happens will we be under the exemptions we can we still travel we don't know yet your kids are exempt you're not exempt um there is no travel ban at this point of time yes there is a contemplation 
that they may ban. There is a contemplation yeah, all the for it. Yeah, countries are doing it one by after the other. Right, so right. One, uh, I see New, New Zealand did it now. UAE has some restrictions. Yeah. Um, there is a possibility it could happen. So you, we will evaluate it at that point of time when the travel ban comes in. Uh, you can, you know, come to our YouTube channel um, on every Tuesday. We'll update it. Right now, we can't tell what will be in the travel ban. Okay. And yes, one last, I one... do contemplate. I do contemplate a travel ban. Okay. And one last question. So I asked you earlier. So I I have H four and I got picked in H one lottery this year too, and I'll be traveling on leave without pay. So on October one, if I file with change of status on my H one. So will my H1 kick in right away or the company has to do some paperwork at that time? So you're filing the H1B after you enter the United States or before you enter the United States? So I plan to file it after I enter. Perfect. That's a very good way. Uh, if they, if they get the change of status approved with the I-94, it automatically kicks in on October 1st. You don't have to do anything. Okay. And my company, do I still need to be in that company or if I, if I'm out of the after company? After October. After October 1st, you have to join that company back. I have to join that, but you suggested that if I travel out of the country and my H1 has already kicked in, I can come back on H4 EAD and still work, but my H1 still be valid, right? Wait, ma'am. You are here. Let's say you come here in June. You file a H1B change of status on October 1st. You're filing a change of status. You get the H1B approval in August with October 1st start date. On mm-hmm. October 1st, you are in H1B with this company. You have to work for that company. And if you don't want to work for that company, after October 1st, you can leave the country and come back. On H4. Right. That's right. Oh. You can go, oh. go outside the country and come back on H4. Okay. Thank but you. But so wait much. until October 1st. Go on October 2nd, though. So the don't thing is, I will October be going 1st. on leave without pay and my joining the company back depends on whether they have a position at that time or not. So if it is That's not fine. there... Yeah. Okay. If it's not Thanks there, you so don't much. have time. Yeah, Next person, please. Ajay Sahu. Uh, hey, Rahul. Um, thanks for taking my question. Um, I have uh, two quick questions. One is, what will happen to a pending application uh, for I-539 and I-765 in case of H-1B transfer? Like, I'm switching now to a new, new uh, company. Yeah, I know what you're speaking. 90 percent of the time though when you switch to the new company the pending h4 and 765 will be approved there is 10 percent of the time when the officer looks into the underlying h1b application which has been withdrawn and they say boom i'm going to deny the h4 and ead that's the reason we are recommending people to free file the h4 plus ead again even though they should legally should have adjudicated the previous h4 Plus EAD. I would recommend that you file refile again. Okay, and and one more quick question: uh, Can somebody work two full time job on a concurrent H one? Absolutely, you can. And surprisingly, since the COVID has come in, there are a lot of people that are doing. There is a separate video we did it because there is too much questions like you. On concurrently fi- working for two different companies, it's about 10, 15 minute video. I want you to watch that. Yes, a lot of people are doing. They don't have anything to do. There's no ball game. There is nothing there. No parties going on, but they're working more harder. Why not? Making more money. Good for, good for the economy. You just have to pay extra taxes. Good for us. So like, yes, both, you can. Both of them are, both of them are full time, like 40, 40 hours. Absolutely. Still, you okay. can. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm good. good. We want hardworking people in this country. 
I don't like people who only work for 40 hours. Really, I don't. Next person, please. Navneet. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking my question. Uh, my question is, uh, so uh, I'm on uh, H4 EAD uh, receipt. Basically, I traveled on B2. So you have taken one question on the same example. Mm-hmm. I got married here and then uh, due to my wife pregnancy, I stayed back and then we filed the change of status. So mm-hmm. I traveled on uh, June 21st and before 90 days, actually, because we were not knowing the rule, uh, we filed for uh, change of status. Uh, still, it, we are waiting. So it got filed on September 1st. Uh, now my wife is due for delivery and she's out of project. So should I uh, put an expedite request mentioning about she is out of the project? She's out of the one. project. She's out of the project. You're asking H4 approval. If she's out of the project, your H4 should be denied. Okay. So we should not mention, but she's, yeah. uh, she's with the employer. Well, if she's out of the project though, if she's with the employer, is she getting paid? No. Well, that's, that's, that means that she's accumulating the unlawful. She's, she's allowed to have a 60 days of grace period in United States though. Yes. Yeah. But if you would say that no project, no pay, then they'll, they'll have to deny your H4 application. Okay. So mean that we should not file right now for the expedite request or we should not mention in the expedite request about her. Why do you need expedite H4 though? What are we going to achieve there? So because she would be unpaid and, you know, pregnancy is due. So earning is required in, at the home. I'm out of the job right now because. Oh, of you, the, you, you are, did you apply H4 plus EAD or just H4? Yes. H4 and EAD both. Yeah. But still, yeah. if he is out of job though, your H4 EAD doesn't work. You can't work on H4 EAD. After 60 days, she's out of work. So that doesn't make any sense to me, though. You see my point? You may want to file a B2 application for the entire family if she continues to be unemployed for um, unemployed for more than 60 days. But this is the maternity uh, situation. So, but they are on the uh, maternity is now, you know, my wife took about, my colleague took about three weeks leave. My wife took about a month's leave. Maternity doesn't mean like in India where six months they sit at home. That's not the way okay. it works here. So uh, my question again is that should I put the expedite request and no. not mention about no. out of the project or should I not at all file the expedite request? That's up to you if you want to, but project, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Mentioning the project doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Let's go to the next caller, please. Tanjeev. Hey Rahul, <clears throat> thanks for taking the question. Um, my question is similar to one of the gentlemen who asked yesterday. Uh, my priority date is back in Jan 2013. And five years back, I moved to a, accept a different position. And mm-hmm. uh, it, is not a, it is not a natural progression. Uh, last year... How can you say that? How can you say that? I mean, from a company perspective, companies asked... They will say outcome. Okay, got it. Okay. So now, uh, for the last six months, I've been discussing with my company either to move me back to my, you know, the title for which it was filed. And, mm-hmm. but what company, the attorneys from the company side, they are saying is they can file a supplement J, uh, which is like, because it's in the same SOC code, the job title is in the same SOC code of 
what it was uh, it filed for and they can explain that there's a responsibility change it's similar it's not the same it's similar but i don't know what is the risk of supplement j in this uh, so let me understand did you file the 483 application you did not file the 483 no i did not uh, so i'm at that time, there was a confusion and uh, I could not downgrade. I've been following up with them since then. So so you may want to have a consultation with some lawyer to discuss all these options, though. It is too, I mean, it's like you missed the golden opportunity um, in 2020. I, I, it's just unbelievable that you missed that. Now you're going into a diamond opportunity. And now in the, you are on the crossroad, you're debating. It's better that you have a clear idea where, what they are doing. So are, are they telling you that they're going to file the 485 in 2021 or they're not going to file it? I'm not clear in that. They're saying they're going to file it, but with a, you know, explanation, they'll file, add some supplement J to it. While well, why did it not see? they do it in October 2020? That's what I asked them and there was some confusion about it now. So they're going to file it, but with a supplement J, but I'm asking them, to move me back, I wanted to understand is supplement J. What they are proposing is definitely acceptable to me. But what is not acceptable to me is that why did not they do in October of 2020? What you're telling about explaining works very good. Absolutely no problem. But why didn't they do it in October 2020? What assurances do I have if I were you hmm. that they're going to do it in 2021? Right. They had like, you know, it's a big company and they had too many cases for downgrade and they were not prioritizing things. They were taking the ones which they had to file. So maybe they missed it out. Yeah, or... You may want to, you may want to, you know, clarify, get the things. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. What they're telling that what they're proposing seems to be perfectly fine though. Do we do it? Yet we did it. Are there any problems? Are there any denials? Zero. The way that they are telling though. But my only problem is what did, why didn't they act it in 2020? Okay. So Next person, please. Sure, uh, go ahead. On, on that, I was asking, should I downgrade now just to show, ensure, sure that a supplement J works in EB3 and I have approval also at the same time? Should I downgrade now itself? I would have said no to 99% of the people, but I would say yes to you because they are dilly-dollying you and they have dilly-dollied you. Right. Okay. But so I, I would downgrade right option, now. Do they, do they I would downgrade just to test them. Okay. But if, if they say, if I'm able to convince them uh, that they can off, offer me the same title, when do USCS ask company on, are you offering the same title to him? Because I mean, at what time do they ask for verification from the company? They, they, they don't ask it's a, for the future job though. You may be working from IT profession. You may be working as a lawyer right now. If they're telling that in future, it's going to be law, it's going to be IT professional. That's it. No questions asked. They'll approve it. Okay. So while filing I for for it, they have to certify that it's going to be the same title. Yes, that's right. Let's go to the next caller, please. Thank you. Kirti. Don't miss. Don't miss the next one, though. Yes, Kirti, go ahead. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. So I have a question. Uh, like uh, my husband's um, uh, priority date was September 2015, EB3, and uh, we mm-hmm. filed uh, uh, our uh, I-485. Um, in October end, and uh, unfortunately, September was- September 2015 was never current for at least Indians. Uh, it came and went back to Jan 20. Uh, sorry, September 2014. Sorry, I'm sorry. Thank yeah. you. Okay, uh, sounds good. That makes sense. Uh, 
Yeah. After that, like, uh, we got into a fight and he got arrested for domestic violence on me. And um, so now we got the biometrics. So the case is not yet done. We have the hearing on May 25th. So can we go for biometrics now? Like, uh, uh, will that... Yeah, you should go... You should go for biometrics, but domestic violence is a very major crime though. Even if he has been not been convicted, even if the case is dropped, the USCIS is going to look into the police report when he has been detained though. The police gives a report. So they will look into very carefully into the police report. Even if the charges have been completely dropped, the question was that, did he agreed to the underlying crime? We looked into very close. So I'm not going to tell you what happened with you, but normally what happens is that if they find that, you know, there is some physical evidence on you, uh, uh, on the lady, and, and the guy has admitted to any of those things, he will have, you, you both guys will have a hard time getting the green card. So you, you need to consult a lawyer on that. And that, that arrest sheet, when they, the police gives a sheet, that is an absolute important for the lawyer to look into and read each word of it before he can give an advice to you. But as far as your answer to the biometrics, you, you guys should go to biometrics, period. And okay. you also need to do one thing. There is something called interfiling. You need to inform the immigration about this particular arrest. Though. If you don't, they will consider that you've been trying to misrepresent them. It'll be better that you guys go and in advance, go and represent yourself saying that, hey, this is what happened, so that at least they may have a f- favorable look on you. Okay. So will that still affect the EAD? Can we get the EAD? Like, or- no, EAD, EAD has nothing to do with what we're discussing right now. Okay. EAD will go through as, as usual. Let's go to the next caller, please. Thank you. Thanks, Rahul. Shweta? Shweta? Hello? Yes, go ahead, ma'am. Hello? Yeah. Thank you, Rahul. Uh, I have a quick question around uh, interfiling. Our priority date mm-hmm. is October 12th, and uh, mm-hmm. we are like uh, three months away from current being in EB2. Uh, I, we have uh, approved I-140 in both EB2 and EB3 category with same employer, uh, which mm-hmm. was filed and approved on the same day. However, mm-hmm. like uh, when we filed AOS in October 2020, we went ahead with EB2. Now, mm-hmm. like... Uh, just uh, wanted to check uh, if interfiling is preferable. Uh, we have completed biometrics and also received EAD. Uh, uh, what, is your, what, is, what, is, what is your priority date? Uh, October 2010. It will be current in under EB3. Yeah, personally, personally, if I were you, I would not do interfiling. Okay. Uh, will that delay processing more? Yeah, the yes, reason I... is, the, here is the reason though. <laughs> I did this for a couple of Chinese people though. When I did the interfiling with this one, guess what though? EB2 moves forward, EB3 goes back. Then we did the interfiling like this. I don't know. Whatever I do interfiling in this one, that one stops. So you're very close for both the things. If I were you, I would not do interfiling. I would not. I may go wrong. I mean, this is my judgment call. Okay. Once interfiling is done, so there is no way to get back onto EB2. That's no, like you can. You can. Then you re- then you do interfiling again. 
Okay. You can. Yeah. You can do interfiling okay. again. This is like, I know, if you've ever not traveled in LA traffic though, you may want to do that. This EB3 and EB2, I'm expecting these things to move exactly like LA traffic. The one lane that I am in never moves. When I change to a different lane, guess what? My lane stops, the other lane moves. So EB2, EB3, according to my expectation, will go to the same way. And since we have thousands and thousands of people in these lanes, though, and a lot of these people have EB3 and EB2 approvals, guess what? When EB2 moves forward, uh, when EB2 moves forward, boom, the whole thousands of people will come in. They will block this lane. It is going to happen several times. This is exactly what happened with Chinese National. Uh, so I make my judgment call here. I'm not going to do interfiling. It's your call. If you do interfiling, is it illegal? Absolutely not. But I personally would not. Next, we go to the next caller, please. Thank you, Rahul. Jai. Hi. Um, so my question is actually, uh, I am an F1. I don't know if this this question can be asked to you directly, uh, but um, is I applied for my F1 OPT EAD. I got mm-hmm. it approved, but USPS yeah. on, on the way of the, on, on the way to deliver my mail, right? They lost it. So after that, I, I didn't know what all the steps to take. So I just did some Googling. I saw that there is in USCIS website, there is an, a case inquiry that we can raise for uh, such activities. So I went in and, and, and raised a case inquiry. My question here is, should I need to uh, put a new application stating that, hey, I have lost a uh, uh, new I-765 application stating that I have uh-huh. lost this and something like that? <laughs> this is a nightmare. Um, depending on how cooperative your employer is, there are some creative and, and solutions. And since I am on that- phone, right? I don't have any yeah. employer. So it's just that my international student services, they are going to follow it. Up. I know. I know. It depends on how cooperative your employer is. There are some solutions that cannot be answered in this recorded lines. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. with regards to the solutions that you are proposing, the immigration, mm-hmm. uh, if the, sometimes the immigration, if the mail is returned though, there is a chance mm-hmm. that they'll send it back. Raise a service request for sure though. But if you're going to send a, a 765 form again and request them, look, I didn't receive it though. To my knowledge, I have not had a single person's EAD that ever came in within the one year period though. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll take the next and last caller guys. I'm sorry that I, we couldn't get to. All the people, um, and uh, you can always make an appointment at RN Law Group if you, if ever you want to speak with me or anybody else in my office, guys. Uh, my my our appointment schedules are open, so you can. The last caller today. Richard Esai. Hi, hi. Actually, my wife has to take care of my kid, so I am asking the question. So I am preparing for my 485 documents, and my wife has a birth certificate. But her name is not there on birth certificate. So what are the mm-hmm. options? Uh, you can get two affidavits of birth. Um, okay. I want you to go to RN Law Group. Search it. I do not have birth certificate. RN Law Group. Google mm-hmm. it. Okay. It will take you to a link. And the okay. affidavits format are there. Okay. I want you to get the affidavits. I okay. also want to 
try to get provide um, the alternative documents that are there. Like okay. if you have Aadhaar card, election card, ration mm-hmm. card, uh, all have. those things. Yeah. Um, try to, did you, did you, did you already file the 485 application or do you no, have no, to no. file? I'm just keeping ready my documents. My priority date is... Uh, perfect, 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 perfect. Um, I, I would not file the Aadhaar card and other things, even though I mentioned that in the article. I will not, um, I will not, I will only file the birth certificate and two affidavits. Keep the rest okay. if they give an RFE. Because if you okay. provide all the things, they give an RFE, then we, we don't have any other things to answer. So right. that's the reason I only give... Um, yeah, I, yeah. Just keep them ready. Okay. I'll take sure. one more caller, guys. One more caller, guys. Kishore. Leo. Ashok. Kishore. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this question is up. My wife's case. She has a H four and H four EAD pending. Mm-hmm. Um, and her current H4 EAD expires on the 1st of June 2021. We do have our her green card EAD. So mm-hmm. the question is, if she starts using her green card EAD after 1st June 2021 to continue her employment, can she switch back to H4 EAD when H4 EAD gets approved? If no. so, what's the process for it? No. The only way to switch back is she has to go outside the country get the H4 stamping and then come back into the country. Because once you're married to the 485, the only way to get divorced is go outside the country and get the stamping and come back. Well, why are you guys paranoid about the EADs of the 485 application? I just cannot understand. But anyway, I want to put my money for Ferrari. I don't know how much it costs, but yeah, I think she will pay for it. But us. can she use the EAD if she gets its stamping and comes back? Can she use H4 EAD? Or yes, she, she, she can. Have to yeah. for it again? And yes, you can. And then you, you keep, you guys keep continuing on H1B and H4 and all those things. I'll buy my Ferrari on your name. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys. The next uh, conference will be uh, tomorrow at 3.30 guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.